If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Plus goes, water flows. Coming up, 10 a day and over 300 in the first quarter of this year. The number of nurses and other health professionals that have left the Ashanti region for better conditions abroad. Now it's close to about 10 a day because as of the first quarter, we've lost over 304 nurses uh, who have requested for leave without pay for various reasons. Meanwhile, the, most of the reasons is that they want to travel out the, outside the country. We've got details as the health directorate calls for immediate government intervention warning hospitals could soon be depleted of professionals. What is pulling them, and that is the pounds and dollars, which we cannot match. You meet certain nurses, and by the next day, you can't find them, and you are told that they've migrated to seek greener pastures. So it's, it's basically just like a rapture. We have a special report and hear from the Ghana Medical Association. Also in this package, Eastern Regional Minister goes after developers who build along the Ibri Mountains under the cover of darkness to evade inspectors. People come to work overnight, so we would have to double up and allow patrols by security personnel. And some come weekends when they know offices are not operating, so you can be penalized for that on the side of the law. Moas here shows all structural defects on the mesh used for holding the rocks together along that stretch will be fixed. Also, minority continuous boycotts of parliament as NDC MPs accompany a North MP, Dachi Kwesin, and minority leader, minority leader Dr. Atto Forsen to court. We are accompanying our two colleagues who are due to be in court. Uh, based on that, we are unable to attend to any government business. Uh, we'll be in court uh, to support uh, them. We'll take you live to the courts and in sports. Ghana is set to postpone the hosting date of a major competition. We have the details later. And large-scale land grabbing in the OT Savannah and Eastern regions by multinational corporations for as little as 60 cities. That's a revelation in a new study by Caritas Ghana. We have leased a total of 3,750 hectares to this company. $5 we have a reaction from the Lands Ministry and later in the bulletin, who broke the heart of the Kumewu MP? You know, I get into a relationship and this lady leaves you and, you know, you get... So, yeah. You were a prefer boy? Yeah. So you were a virgin? Yes. 
And the girl says, no, she doesn't want virgin. No. We've got details of these and more here on the Midday News with me, Bernice Abubedulansa. Thanks for choosing us. Joy News, independent, fearless and credible. It's a pleasure to have you here. The details now. Authorities of the Ghana Health Service are frustrated at the growing number of health professionals, especially nurses, leaving for greener pastures abroad. In the Ashanti region alone, over 300 nurses vacated their posts in the first quarter of this year. Though the service is yet to conclude an audit of the exodus, officials say an overwhelming number of skilled nurses have left the shores of Ghana. My colleague Oheming Teria looks into this rising brain drain in the health sector and how it's impacting healthcare delivery. The high demand for services of health workers in developed countries is giving rise to the wave of Ghanaian health workers migrating. Experienced nurses are living in drones with the expectation of better working conditions, flexible work schedules, and better pay in the foreign countries. The exodus of nurses is depleting critical units of some health facilities in the Ashanti region, where 304 nurses have left for abroad in the first quarter of 2023 alone. Regional Director of Health Services, Dr. Emmanuel Kwejotinkran, laments the situation. Now it's close to about 10 a day because as of the first quarter, we've lost over 304 nurses uh, who has requested for leave without pay for various reasons. Meanwhile, the, most of the reasons is that they want to travel out outside the country. That's what they are going to do. Well, you know, maybe they are going for greener pastures and other things. The situation has left some facilities with few staff to man critical units such as maternity, mental health, surgical wars and theaters. Dr. Nanakwisi Blankson is the acting medical director. Even on daily basis, we have nurses leaving our facility. There are days that we have meetings with people or you go on monitoring and you meet certain nurses and by the next day, you can't find them and you are told that oh, they've migrated to seek greener pastures. Ten out of 18 personnel at the surgical ward have left their post this year alone. From Kumasi, for Joy News, I'm Interior reporting. Well, so here's what stakeholders are asking government to do. They want government to prioritize the demands of these uh, healthcare persons to improve their conditions of service. Now, this is coming up as the health minister expressed concern about the exodus of mental health nurses from the Pantang Hospital last month. Over the weekend as well, the Bono Regional Health Director talked about the lack of nurses there. Now, as we know, these nurses are leaving the country because they claim that the conditions of service in Ghana is terrible. Their reason is also contained in a recent UNDP report on Ghana's healthcare system titled Vulnerability Assessment on the Threats of Violent Extremism and Radicalization in Northern Regions of Ghana. Head of our, head of our health desk, Fred Smith, joins me in studio with details. Fred, what more does the report say? Well, Ben, is the report focuses on the five regions of the north. We're talking about the northern region, upper east and west, Savannah, and northeast regions. And it highlights the fact that only 64% of residents there have full access to healthcare services, revealing significant regional disparities in healthcare provision and other social services. But it's insensate headcount ratios, that is the percentage of households identified as vulnerable, 2.7% of those there said they have no access or have major difficulties in accessing healthcare centers or services 
in those regions. An important one here is a report noting that this development gap has resulted in feelings of exclusion, marginalization and anger among the predominantly unemployed youth, potentially leading to radicalization and violent extremism, a situation which must be watched and addressed, Bernice. That's Fred Smith. He's head of our health desk. Well, speaking to MFR Apawu on the probe, presidential advice on health, Dr. Insiasari, refuted uh, some of these assertions, stating the exodus can largely be attributed to the doctor's search for better environments for specialty training. Doctors, for example, don't just go out there to go and work because maybe it's because of money. Every young doctor, which I've been one of them before, wants to be a specialist. So and if and you that's have, the concern. Yeah, specialized if, personnel. Yes. Training of these specialized personnel yes. is, is, is one key it's concern, one key, at least. Yes. Yes. So we, have, we should have a lot of hospitals where we can decentralize the training and then we don't disrupt somebody who has his family maybe in home. Mm -hmm. That's where he's working. He has a wife and children there. And all of a sudden, he has to come to Kolib, leave where he's abode, and then come here and come to start training. Why can't he stay in one of the hospitals? The hospital is there to train. Presidential Advice on Health, Dr. Nsiasari, speaking to MFA Apau there. Well, President of the Ghana Medical Association, Dr. Justice Yangson, however, believes low remuneration, bad conditions of service, and the desire for specialty training are all factors that must be addressed. The best education in the U.S. cannot be compared to the best education in Ghana. Like, sometimes we need to be truthful to ourselves. Mm. So they have these things. Healthcare-wise, here, a lot of them are footing their own healthcare bills. Conditions of work at the workplace. Look at the state of most of our hospitals and what have you. People are fed up. They realize that, look, their future is not in the best of states because their pension contributions, their pension earnings are not anything to write home about. And if the person is about 40 years today and thinks that can do another 20 years in a Western country, that 20 years will give that person a very good retirement package. Way, way, way better than what they will get here. They are living. And unfortunately, the, the middle to upper Keda who are quite experienced are the ones who are living. The younger ones are also living because they've also seen what is happening. Dr. Justice Yangson is president of the Ghana Medical Association. Away from that story, some local assemblies in the Ashanti region have defied a directive by the Regional Coordinating Council to dredge and desilt waterways as the rains continue. At least eight lives have been lost to flooding in the region this year alone. Mostly, these drownings occur at overflown bridges. Regional Minister Simon Osemensa says metropolitan, municipal and district assemblies flouting this directive will be sanctioned after an ongoing investigation. Nanaya Ujima was at a meeting of the RCC in Kumasi, and he has his report. Early this year, the Meteorological Agency warned of heavy rains in the rainy season. The Ashanti Regional Coordinating Council, in preparation for the rains, directed various local assemblies to take urgent steps to mitigate the impact. According to Regional Minister Simon Osei-Mensa, assemblies that adhere to the directive have recorded minimal floods. We've issued letters more than even once. Uh, normally, we request them to dissolve the main drains and water bodies during uh, December, between December and then March, so that with the onset of the heavy rains, all these drains will have been desilted and it will minimize flooding. Reports received by the council indicate flood events were recorded 
mostly in areas outside Greater Kumasi. Mr. Osaimensa says the cause of the flood will be investigated. And that was Nana Yaojima's report. You're listening to the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM. Away from the Ashanti region, the Eastern Regional Minister Seth Kwame Champon has asked all developers working on the Abri Mountains to comply with building regulations. This comes after debris from falling rocks. Uh, this comes as debris fell from rocks yesterday, affecting free flow of traffic. Some residents in the community also tell Joy News the situation is scary. Whenever it rains, it carries a lot of things, debris onto the road, whereby it makes it uncomfortable driving through. I think one is something that it will help save lives here. It's a major problem here. Mostly when it rains, normally wash off the stones down. So we advise the residents, those who build on the mountains, to stop it, but they didn't listen to advice, so they put it on. So we are even afraid of them. One day, everything will just fall off and come down. You heard some road users of the Ebri route there. The regional minister said Kwame Champong, who's been to the place, has attributed the situation uh, to poor building construction done by uh, some of the contractors along that way. He has since ordered owners of properties to take immediate measures uh, in order to stop rocks from falling onto the road. Meanwhile, director of the Greater Accra Roads engineer Emmanuel Alayo Odai says an aerial assessment will be done in the areas using drones to assist this office develop a long-term solution to the problem. We have to use the drone to help us get the area view so that it can give us the proper immediate uh, and then maybe the long-term solution. As an initial engineering solution we believe that the soap that is being washed onto the road can be leveled and then compacted, properly compacted. And then the water channel properly drained to the roadside so that uh, we get fresh water. So that is the first solution we want to put in place. Why else we bring the hydrology people in so that they also help and we get the total engineering solution. That's the Greater Accra Regional Director of the Highways Authority, Engineer Emmanuel Lai Odai. My colleague Carlos Caloni is on the ground for some updates. Um, hello, Carlos. We know officers from the urban roads started clearing the debris yesterday. What's the situation today? All right, Benis, uh, I can report that the debris has been cleared from the road and there's free movement of vehicles now on both lanes on the Pediatri to the Ayimensan bound stretch of the road. However, uh, there remains um, a problem. The drains are heavily silted. Now, apart from that, you realize that a substantial amount of the debris has been left on the shoulder of the drain. And this is actually impeding free flow of water, uh, thereby forcing the runwater from the hills to actually spill onto part of the road, Benin. Carlos Caloni joining us from a breather. Well, the Eastern Regional Minister Seth Kwame Champong has been cautioning developers who work at night to invade inspection to desist from doing that. We have to enforce the regulation, the laws. And so we have allowed the client who is the owner of the neighborhood, the municipality, to take them on because it is through the municipality they will come and acquire permits for development. And unfortunately, because of the high-handedness that we've been deploying in this area. People come to work overnight, so we would have to double up and allow patrols by security personnel. And some come when weekends when they know offices are not operating. And so we realize that you should have some force on ground 
daily brutalizing people and breaking people's properties down. But you understand your best is as good as mine. If you don't go through a proper procedure, proper operating procedure, your genuine action and intention will go against and you can be penalized for that on the side of the law. Eastern Regional Minister Seth Kwame Champon there. Let's go to Parliament now. And no NDC MP will be on the floor as the minority begins its announced boycott of parliamentary business. The minority leadership announced during the swearing-in of Jachikwesen that whenever the Asinoth MP or any of their colleagues is expected to be in court, they will not attend to business of the House today. The minority leader and... Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Judge Quayson are expected in court for their respective criminal trials. Speaking to Joy News, Minority Chief Whip Governs Kwame Abuja argued the persecution of members of the minority must stop. The minority will not be participating in business on the floor uh, because we are accompanying our two colleagues, Honorable Kwesi and Honorable Tofosin, who are due to be in court this morning. Uh, based on that, we are unable to attend to any government business. Uh, we'll be in court uh, to support uh, them. Uh, I think the minority leader made this, uh, gave this hint when he was uh, making comments after the swearing-in of our colleague, uh, Honorable Kwesi, you have that governs Kwame Apoja, Minority Chief Whip. Let's head to Parliament now. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante joins us with details. Kweku, paint a picture of what Parliament looks like now. Benes, Parliament started sitting about 15 minutes ago. When the Speaker of Parliament came in, there was not a single NDC MP on the outside of the House. There are a number of NDC MPs who are already seated. So he said the prayers and then suspended sitting for about five minutes. We do not know exactly what that uh, that suspension entailed and what went into that, but we understand it was to get some clarification as to why there was not a single NDC MP in Parliament. And so he came back, and then business is now continuing. But what we can report is that there are a number of NDC MPs who are seated, but not a single one on the NDC side in Parliament, carrying out that threat that he made at the training of that equation. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante there. Let's head to the courts now because James Jachikwasing is facing a charge of forgery and perjury. Uh, my colleague Richard Kujunyako joins us with more. Richard, so we understand there's not a single NDC MP in Parliament. Do you see these MPs in court? Well, so Ben is why Kwekwa Sante can't find the NDC MPs. Uh, they can be found here in the court and it's a packed court here. It appears all the minority MPs are here. Sam Yuvin did not even have a seat to sit on uh, to observe proceedings. So Jim Jachikwesen is in court. He is in all white. His lawyer, Chaji Chikata, has been making an application for stay of proceedings pending an appeal they have already filed. So his argument basically on the following, that the court had in its exercise of discretionary power based on Article 296, uh, according to uh, the, the lawyer for James Jachikwesen, uh, the judge was not fair and it was the, the exercise of his discretion was malicious. And so that was the first point Chachikata made. He also quoted Section 169 of the Criminal Procedure Code and makes the point that there is no requirement in that particular section for a criminal trial to be held on a day-to-day -day basis. Again, 
he indicates that the judge's decision was per imperium. That means that it was not on the basis of law or, or any precedent. And so the tape of the precedent was played. The comment he made at Asin Brick was played. And then that of um, the attorney general was also referred to. And they said that if that is allowed to stand, then it means that uh, the case has been um, prejudicial. Um, I know, um, Richard, that the minority leader at Tofolson's case has been heard in a different court, but do you have an indication of what's happening there as well? Yeah, so he was present um, at the court where Jachi uh, uh, uh case was being held, and so after uh, a, a few minutes, he left uh, for uh, his case to also be heard. So currently, his case is ongoing, but Jachi Kwesi's case has been adjourned to the 11th of July. Richard Kojanyako there joining us from the court. Away from that, some residents of Tema Community 22 are upset about the deteriorating state of their roads. Lack of maintenance has caused potholes to deepen into manholes. The asphalt is completely washed off, exposing the bare brown earth. In today's edition of Ghana's Potholes Exhibition, residents are calling on government to pay more attention to them now. Jojo Coburn and Kinsley to have more. Driving through Tema Community 22 requires great skill and resilience. It is a stole staying in your lane is prohibited in this community. Drivers would have to constantly veer off your lanes to minimize the impact of slumping into potholes and sometimes get used to slumping and bumping into what looks like craters. The rains have worsened the quality of the road. Motorists barely drive 30 meters on asphalt road and they are back to what they dread. But it hasn't always been like this. The community once enjoyed good roads. But when the road started deteriorating, authorities just looked on. Drivers get angry when the vehicles constantly squeal after jouncing into potholes. We said we have MPs. We have, what are they doing? Nothing. They don't do anything, I'm telling you. They don't do anything at all. Just imagine if you have a car on this road. How will you feel? If I go to shop, I buy shocks about 1,000 to 1,300. But it's like within, within a month, you have to go to the shop. Within a month, you have to go to the shop, which is very bad. Jojo Cobner and Kingsley O2's report for our Ghana Portals exhibition. This is the midday news just gone by 10 a day and over 300 in the first quarter of this year. The number of nurses and other health professionals that have left the Ashanti region for better conditions abroad and still to come, large scale land grabbing in the OT, Savannah, and eastern regions by multinational corporations for as little as 60 cities. That's a revelation in a new study by Caritas Ghana. We have leased a total of 3,750 hectares to this company. It's $5 per hectare per year. We have a reaction from the Lands Ministry and later who broke the heart of the Kumewu MP. You know, I get into a relationship and this lady leaves you and, you know, you get... So, yeah. You were a prefer boy? Yeah. So you were a virgin? Yes. And the girl says, no, she doesn't want virgin? No.
Thank you for staying here on the Midday News with me, Bernice Abubedulansa. It's now time for sports. Hello, Mubarak. Thank you very much, Bernice. It's our, Ghana has the hosting rights for the African Paralympic Games, which starts on September 3, but the date could be postponed to November as a result of the delay in the completion of facilities. With less than two months to go to Elegant Stadium, a venue earmarked for track and field events is still a work in progress. The Africa Paralympic Committee is taking no chances by waiting, but rather wants the dates to be pushed further to give room for work to be completed. We can now hear from its president, Samson Dean. As we speak, it will be a bit of difficulty for us to have an opportunity to be very difficult for Ghana to host athletics, which is the most popular sport in para sports. So for that matter, we, we had a stakeholder consultation, stakeholder meetings with the international federations and at the same time the entire African membership where we have made a bit of proposals to postpone the games from September to November in able to accommodate these uh, challenges and also try to fix the challenge before time. Samson Dean, president of Africa's Paralympic Committee. Now, Ghana's Black Queens will later today discover their opponents in the qualifiers for next year's African Cup when CAF conducts the draw. And it's at 5 p.m. Ghana time. Back to you, Benis. Thank you so much, Mubarak. Now, the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources is warning against large-scale land grabbing in parts of the Savannah, Oti, and Eastern regions by multinational corporations and business entities. A recent study by Caritas Ghana indicates that lands in Tanchara in the Upper West region, Babato in the Savannah region, Brunyasi in the Oti region, and Okumenin in the Eastern region are being grabbed for as low as five dollars. According to the study, the practice is depriving the youth of their access to lands for farming and other employment opportunities. Johannes Kofibi is president of the Landowners Association at Boroniasi. Harakos Oil Palm Company, they arrived at Boroniasi to acquire land. Little did we know we were digging our own graves and we were sunning our own deforests. It really happened that they came with uh, an agreement that actually we didn't read through. We went and signed. Uh, we, Brewerniasi, we have leased a total of 3,750 hectares to this company. And in fact, we are only bothering about the payment. Uh, how much they pay us per hectare per year? It's $5 per hectare per year. We are paid $5 per hectare per year. That is our headache. John is is president of the Landowners Association at Bruniasi, consultant to the study, the Dean of School for Public Services and Governance at Gimpa, Dr. Patrick Tando, says such transactions are mainly done out of ignorance. There is a low education result in the lack of knowledge among the citizenry on the legal frameworks and processes in land acquisition. Even though since 2000, 2001, Ghana as a country, and with the support of the World Bank, we've gone through LAP 1, Land Administration Project 1, Land Administration Project 2. So we are saying that in Tanchara, where 73%, Subiensu 52%, and Babato 82% of the respondents demonstrate their lack of knowledge on these legal frameworks and process uh, on land acquisition. 
Dr. Patrick Tando is Dean of the School for Public Services and Governance at Gimpa. While reacting to this issue, Land Administration Officer at the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, Mr. Hope Boy Agba, wants the practice exposed through enhanced public education. He's also urged landowners to consult experts and opinion leaders in their communities before initiating such transactions. Uh, with the passage of the Land Act, the Act 1036, which was assented to by the president in 2020, is going around the country. You know, the Lands Commission has offices in all the regions, the 16 regions, and also I think almost all the districts in the country. So uh, by their using their offices to you know spread the news about the rights of the people so that somebody who is far away in the hinterlands wouldn't be coerced to give out his land for a, a penal. Hope Boy Akba is Land Administration Officer at the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources. Now, the Inspector General of Police, George Ekufu Dampari, has been touring some police stations and interacting with some persons who have gathered at the Amasaban Police Station. My colleague Maxwell Akbaba is with him. Hello, Maxwell. Uh, what can you report? What exactly is happening? Uh-huh. Well, Dennis, um, the IGP has been living the police with your friend, Bantra. He has been on the tour of the community of Amazon. And just about 30 minutes ago, he bumped into some three school children who were walking to school. They started running away when they saw the police vehicles and the policemen. He approached them, spoke to them, and decided to take them to, the, um, to their school just to demystify the work of the Ghana Police Service. So as it stands right now, he's been walking um, together with the three school children. They are heading to the, another school of the second child that he met, you know, on the road to demystify the work of the police and also let them know that the police is your friend. As it stands right now, right from here, we are told you'll be visiting another police officer who get who got injured in the line of duty there. Mark Salakwagwada reporting the IGP's tour for us. Now to Tech Thursday. Generating gas from waste is the dream of many homes and industries. But many get disappointed when they realize uh, the gas isn't enough to meet their demands. Well, a chemical engineer at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, Professor Lawrence Dakwa, is championing the use of technology for sanitation gains as he constructs uh, for households and industries on Tech Thursday. Lava Films Chrissy Debra interacts with him. Professor Dawkwa, who is also a fellow of the KNUST's the Brew Hammond Energy Centre, hates hearing the word biogas for the technology known as anaerobic digestion. He knows the emphasis on the gas from the technology relegates other useful benefits to the background. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.